One. <clears throat> Heaven high. Heaven high. What a lovely day it is today compared with the melancholy recording we made last week. It is episode 218 of the Rum Doings franchise. The terrible sound you hear constantly from John's room is well, I'm going cars to turn and the gain buses. On my microphone down now, aren't cars I? and buses and motorcycles and this is all your fault. Nuclear power stations trundling down the road because he can't bear to sit in a room with the window closed. Not on a warm day. I'm turning the gain down after you made me turn it up too high. Gain more like. See if that's any better now. Yes, podcast at rumdoings.com. Oh, that's much improved. I can't see the little blips of cars on my timeline anymore. It is better. Right. The topic today, surely schools should be teaching reading, writing and arithmetic and not yet more emojis. Yes. Uh, so everything's fine now. We had a little bit of a uh, a blip last week, but everything's back to normal. Um, people know where they are. Government's back in charge and uh, everything's booming and uh, secure. Lovely. Good. Excellent. So, should we talk about paedophiles and cream teas or something then instead? Yeah, I think we probably should. Okay. Um, Looking forward to St. Teresa. It seems to be a battle of the Thatcher haircuts. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting, as you point out, uh, that Theresa May is now being narrativized as the sensible compromise, the the moderate uh, middle. Thank goodness someone who's finally just able to take a non-extreme position on these matters. Yes, it's funny how people uh, are prepared to discount pesky things like facts when it comes to creating a narrative that fits what they feel should be slotted in at the moment. She's an actual human monster. Yes, do you remember all the fun that she uh, partook of? Remember the remember that uh, ridiculous thing that she made up about the immigrant and his cat? And the yes. judges. Yeah, we forget all that nonsense. She wanted to get out of the ECHR. Apparently she's saying she'll she'll discuss that further now and she's not going to be so uh, bold about it. But and in, in the next breath, she talks about effectively deporting a lot of our fellow residents. Well, she refuses as, as bargaining to say she won't. Yeah, but the, what sort of soul do you have to have oh, yeah, yeah. when you are not prepared to say, Obviously, it's uncertain, but I will be fighting with every ounce of my being to protect the expectations and rights of our fellow residents in the United Kingdom. She's never said anything like she says, well, you know, at the moment, we're still members of the EU. But, you know, when we're not, depending on what's been negotiated, who knows whether they'll be put in the minced machine or the woodchopper. But would it not be fair to argue? No, probably not that she's doing this solely to get rid of you (laughs) maybe that's the the whole point of brexit is some very very convoluted way of getting the laws back so that they can exit from everything including the echr and the geneva conventions and then just passing an act to say the removal of nicholas mailer from the united kingdom act 2017 certainly got my vote (laughs) yes what's happened to that old chap what was his name again uh farage Oh, good old Nigel Farage. He's very sensibly keeping quiet. He's very clever and calculated. He knows what he's doing, that Farage. Absolutely. He doesn't want to... uh, He wants to sit back, let everything fall apart, and then he'll step in at the right moment. Today in the Telegraph, Boris Johnson posted that maybe we should have some sort of plan (laughs) post-Brexit. Maybe that would be a good idea. He's a wacky character. Yes, he's called Boris. Boris. Imagine being called Boris and, and having a haircut. 
a, a messy, messy blonde, Boris. Ooh, boing, boing, Ooh. boing in the Olympics. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> Boris, have I got news for you? <laughs> Crikey. Good times, eh, though, eh? <sighs> so what's going to happen then? Tell me, because I don't know what's going to happen in anything ever at all now. Well, I Let's think get some I'm... predictions. Come on, soothsayer. Okay, I think Jupiter mm-hmm. is going to turn out to uh, be a deadly evil force in our universe. But will it be just a gaseous force or will it have a rocky, nasty core? Oh, I think it's going to just turn out to be sentient. Okay. And it will, we will unite as a species uh-huh. in our battle against Jupiter. What It knows we're about to find out its darkest secrets. Of course... The exact opposite is true, and that without Jupiter, there wouldn't be life on Earth, because Jupiter acts as a big shepherd, swallowing up all the nasty comets and things that otherwise would have bombarded the Earth. It's like a and big they finally, shepherd. they finally had enough. Mm. This is it. <laughs> this is it. The fight back begins. Indeed, it's Ugh. storing all its weapons on Europa. Uh, don't and you know NASA. You know NASA knows that because they're like, oh, we've got to be careful. We don't accidentally hit Europa in case there's life there. We don't want to pollute it. Yeah, we know the truth, NASA. That's what Brexit's about, Europa. Mm-hmm. Europa. Mm. I want to get out of the Europa. Yes. Did you Did you hear from the Momentum folk who didn't want Tom to allow Tom Watson to speak to? Um, Jeremy Corbyn, because they said he's a frail seventy-year-old man who, <laughs> who, who. I uh, said they said it's a duty of care issue. This is what they said. It's not a parody. It's a duty of care issue. We're not going to allow bullies to come in there and jab their fingers at him. He is a poor old dear, isn't he? Yes. Who, who apparently is supposed to be in line to stand for election to be a prime minister? Can you imagine? No, don't go in there with that nasty Angela Merkel. She, you can't cope with her. Just have a cup of tea, and uh, we'll keep the nasty bullies away. <laughs> Donald Trump is seventy as well. Well, except of course he isn't seventy. Uh, he's sixty-seven, but or whatever. Uh, he's not. He's seventy. I checked. No, I'm talking about your 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 Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, I see. Right. Donald Trump 70. This is older than I thought. It is. Can I ask you why there's such a desperate attempt in many parts of even the leftist... Oh, Jesus. That was a big lorry. It's okay. Lorries are allowed to exist. No, I don't like them. Any part of the leftist (sighs) media that is trying desperately to pretend that this wasn't 97.3%, and I use that because that's LBC's frequency, (laughs) about, about immigration and immigrants. It's sad, isn't it? It's really quite frustrating to uh, to see that happening. No, it's just the, 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 the genuine concerns of the working people who are worried about losing their liberties. And No, no, it isn't. It isn't. They're whinging about foreigners. Go no, if you don't believe me, go and speak to them. You know, they are there. They're people. You can talk <laughs> and then you can listen. And it's a bit like when people are trying to find any excuse for an Islamist uh, beyond his profession of his distorted faith. It's that same sort of nonsense where we will believe anything except the things that the people themselves are professing from the depths of their soul. You would say that because you're just trying to cover up that it was the Jews. It's been on both counts. Yes, that's true, actually. Brexit is a false flag for the Jew by the Jews. But it's interesting. I've seen that I've seen the Jews blame for both for both the fact that uh, trying to keep remain happening and trying to uh, and having forced through leave, I've seen Bloody both sides Jews. blame the other side for the Jews. Such power, 
Such power. Oh, you guys, give it a rest. Can't even get you to close the window. That's the extent of my power. Imagine, imagine with all those holidays you have, you think you wouldn't have time for all this mischief. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the time there were there were a, a, a solution finally to this nonsense. <laughs> hmm. That's a that's a rude joke. Did you uh, talking about rude jokes? Did you see yeah. Mark Mark Steel Man of the People left us rude joke? I saw that he blocked you on Twitter. No, his rude joke was he made a a. Uh, very sexist misogynist comment uh, as part of a joke and uh, then he got very cross with people for pointing it out to him <laughs> yeah so uh, um, let me let me see if i can uh, i'm going to look at, i want to see if he's blocking me as well he is blocking me but of course he should no, be blo- why is he blocking you? he's not blocking me is he not no oh i think less of you so come on then when did you make this awful joke let me see what... The problem is he's deleted it now. He will have deleted it, won't he? He's so deleted I'll... his joke. Um, oh, he said... This is, this is what Mark Steele said. What will these Labour MPs offer Corbyn next if he resigns? My money's on an ice cream, then a hand job from Angela Eagle in the car park. That's nice. Hmm. And then when people said, well, actually, you know... um, if if any right wing person had made that sort of joke about a a a, a left wing woman in politics, uh, I can imagine a Mark Steele in town little talk about that. Uh, whereas apparently, when Mark does it, it's fine. And then and then he started mansplaining to the ladies who were complaining about why it wasn't in fact sexist or misogynistic at all. I like that Stephen Daisley tweeted, "You wait years for Mark Steele to crack a joke, and then he goes and deletes it." <laughs> yes. Was he always bad or did he have a grain of usefulness at some point? I'm sure he I did. I quite enjoyed his historical programs. So he would go and look at, say, Isaac Newton or or something like that. Yeah, oh yes, I remember that. They were full of his his formula joke. Yes. Um, but they weren't terrible. No, I agree. Actually, Mark Steele's in town, his current thing, is, is okay. He just goes to a town, explores it for a day, and then <laughs> does incredibly parochial stand-up about that. Area. Yeah, I agree. But however, he always, if you look carefully at the arc of that whole series, he's always attempting to paint that particular area in a much more radical and leftist light than it deserves to be painted. He's trying to say, oh, in the history, you were part, you marched for this and that and the other, and you were the rebels, blah, blah, blah. He's always trying to paint that picture that, in fact, Britain is a country of leftist ferment, and if only we could rediscover those roots. Whereas, in fact, as has been proven time and time again, no, we're a bunch of conservative, grumbling yeomen. You are. It's so um, you were complaining that um, we, you were complaining that people from London are too smug. Can yes. you define smug, please? I can. D- it's hard to define. It's a very specific 
it's it's perfectly captured by the attitude that oh london should get to be separate for the rest of england because we voted a certain way and then the other towns go well we voted a different way as well yeah but london's different and special that's it that's specifically at this vile well we did agree importance well london is important and no, it is vi- special london and it is, is different so i'm not as sure a cap- unsurprisingly the capital city of the country has some significance yes it's not a surprise but the attitude of the people within it make make it everyone else just go oh shut up well we don't care whether everybody else says shut up they're irrelevant you do you care quite a lot you have a little tantrum about it whenever no but they're irrelevant you 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 provincial people are relevant that's the point (laughs) london has uh twice the population of norway and a greater economy than sweden yeah actually it is quite extraordinary and the rest of you lot can go and bugger off (laughs) really i'm tired of the rest of england if you want yes, the rest of England, I'll tell you what, John, you can yeah. keep the whole of England and I'll keep London. Is that a deal? Okay. You can have everything, including Bath, which is apparently you could take the population of Bath, put it in Wembley Stadium and still have 10,000 seats free. So let's do that. I love how you feel like, oh, well, there's more, there's bigger number. So therefore it's better. No, it's about 20 different variables that make it there's- better. <laughs> but the, the, it's the it, it's you can be better but without being smug about it this why not sl- no again you're what wh- you you haven't defined smug you keep you keep using the label without saying what it is in particular that's beyond say um uh being immodest i don't know what 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 do you mean by smug because so far everything you've said uh, that defines it that it's not an untruth yes london is different and it is extraordinary because there is because it, will, it fits directly into my argument i repeatedly make on this boring podcast that it's nothing you're not special by where you live you don't live your living in london didn't cause london to become better you just live in london it's it's not something to be proud of it's ridiculous you you don't seem to understand um aggregate identity and the fact that you can have emergent uh, behaviors and emergent contingencies so what point how at what point from the center of london do you stop being good when does it end it doesn't stop being good i'm not even talking about good i'm talking about that there happens to be a network effect that has worked well and uniquely that is incomparable even with the other large cities in the united kingdom and to suggest that it isn't is just willful um, obduracy, I think. You, can't, you cannot claim that, 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 that uh, London is merely a slightly bigger Manchester it, or a slightly less whiny Liverpool. It isn't. It is a world city that, in a very different light to those two. That is not to say that Manchester and Liverpool aren't uh, substantially better and more interesting and more cosmopolitan places than uh, little little racist on the down. <laughs> or, but let's That's be honest. We're going on holiday this summer. You probably are. No, are, are you going back to? We um, haven't got a. I haven't got any plans at all. I thought you were going back to the do the the domed area. No, you invented that in your head. You said you were going back to the domed area. I did actually. not say anything of the sort. I swear to your Jesus nope. Christ that you did. Well, Jesus Christ is livid with you right now. No, you did. You said we're going back to Centre Park. And I even I said something. I did not! Yes, you did. And I said something like, oh, really? After the cost of the last one, etc. And you said, well, we're thinking about it. No, that is not what happened. I think you may be alluding to uh, Laura's parents had found some place in the woods, which is uh, a sort of all in 
cut all in self oh I said contained I think it's not centre parks and Laura's going there with Toby for a few days no no it was beyond no, that. And, all, and also also of course if it if it were centre parks it would be all exclusive not uh, this inclusive is true. at all so yeah anyway no we had not made any plans nor intended to go back to centre parks this year you I might go back in the future because it would be good for Toby I think there are better places Toby can go probably I'll tell you one of them um, the well, because he can't come until he's seven, but we're going to give for Judith's birthday at uh, in November. They're having a, a sleepover in the Natural History Museum for lots Good of kids to, to sleep over in the Natural History Museum under the dinosaurs and so on, and go on adventures throughout the night and so on. Isn't wouldn't you been wouldn't you've loved that if you, when you were a kid? Absolutely, and indeed the, there'll be the good bit when all the exhibits come to life. Yes, yes, and and. and uh, well, that, that, that has a sad tinge to it, after all. Uh, one of the last performances by Robin Williams. Is it a sad tinge or, uh, you know... Pathetic. I, I'm, sad that, I'm sad that Robin Williams died. I'm not necessarily sad that he stopped making films. No, a pathetic tinge, I think, that that should be the last of his performances as sort of a stuffed Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not a way to go out. Um, were, were you... Um, has anything in the last week surprised you? Um, no, I can't think of anything that surprised me. I'm surprised that Corbyn hasn't resigned. That that surprised me. Yes, and I wondered what would... It's, it's like all political rules have been rewritten. The thing about Britain is that it doesn't have a written constitution... But the understanding of the way things work always fits a certain rhythm, doesn't it? So that you know when a prime minister has uh, confidence in a disgraced minister that two days later that disgraced minister yes. will be resigning. Um, yes. You know that when you've had a no confidence vote that's anywhere close, the person for, who's lost that vote will then sheepishly come out and say for the sake of unity and so on. He knows he's no longer or she's even Thatcher followed those rules. Yes, for goodness yes. sake. Uh, and so, actually, we are in uncharted territory in so many different ways. It's not just the Brexit vote. The whole of the way we thought our politics worked seems to have um, unraveled a bit. Very odd. Got, uh, David Cameron with more dignity <laughs> than Jeremy Corbyn. <sighs> I do. Um, yes, it's a, it's a very strange situation. This uh, this entrenched. Uh, chaining himself to the radiators in the office, and I mean, he he knows he's not going to win this. So I'm not quite sure what the end game is. Well, their ne- their latest tactic. So the tactic over the weekend was a bunch of the new shadow cabinet suggesting, look, if you go, we'll promise to adhere to a bunch of the things you care about the most, which yeah. seems like a superb deal. And really, since he had no intention or ability to ever institute any of those policies. He should have leapt at that if he had any shred of dignity yeah, or, quite. Or, or actually meant any of the things he was claiming. Yes. Um, instead of re- just refused to even listen to them saying it. He should have chosen his top three policies or whatever and just tried yeah. to get those as set in as possible. I have to interrupt you. There's breaking news. Breaking news. UKIP leader Nigel Farage to stand down. Again. As head of the party. Again. Got, he'll probably stand stand back up again in two hours, but that's yeah. They've uh, literally got that's literally that's it. The whole story is UKIP leader Nigel Farage says he will stand down as head of the party. The end. What's he going to do instead then? Is he going to stand as an MP for the Tories? Maybe he's gonna join the EDL. No, maybe he'll join the Conservative Party. 
There's according to the front page of the Times, uh-huh. um, what's her chops? Not Theresa May. The other lady, the other, the other one lady. with a vagina. Yes, the John, I know one, how no, you the think. The other one with a Thatcher haircut. What's yeah, it? Andrea Leadson, that's it, isn't it? I remembered um, yeah. is a UKIP plot. Oh. <laughs> that seems like conspiracy theory too far, doesn't it? Probably. I mean, she's not a nice person, but uh, doesn't necessarily mean she's a plot. But that is interesting. What's, what's, we were just talking a few moments ago about his clever machinations what's he going to do now i i predict i think he's going to get himself into the conservative party that's what i think is going to happen so that he Theresa can... may's camp accused ukip supporters of trying to steal the tory crown for andrea Leadsom last night after one of nigel farage's biggest donors swung behind her leadership campaign hmm um... I, I i think he's going to come into well you heard it here first folks i think he's going to try and inveigle himself somehow into the, the tory machinery but they don't want him. Um, Sorry for the clanging and banging. Oh dear! What if I'm he all goes tangled up in my chair? Oh, you're so gay. What if he went to Little Racist on the Down and stood as MP there? Well, he's not as very Tory good at MP. As he's Tory tried. MP. He's never tried as a Tory. That's true. Imagine a Tory voter who were given the option to vote for Farage, Dreamy Farage, as a Tory. Oh, so surely. Oh, no, I hope you're wrong. So do I, because that would be very unpleasant. He's such a horrible slug human. Did you enjoy his little speech at uh, at the European Parliament uh, last week? Oh, yes, I'll say, actually, I'll say one thing in his favour. That was a beautiful piece of oration. <laughs> yes. That was a magnificent performance. I thought he was he did a really good job there. Of speaking in just the way that he needs to speak to the people whom we're supposed to be getting a deal from over the next couple of years. <laughs> it's such a genius to go in and also go in and go, you're all a bunch of bastards, bye! You smelly foreigners, screw Ugh. you. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and then he... very stupid. It was funny, I was annoyed that the news focused on the earlier comment when he went, oh, you're not laughing now, are you? Like a mm. giant smug tit. Rather than the bit where he went, none of you have got proper jobs. Said the man who's never had a proper job. Yes, oh, he's a he's a he's a he's a very awful person. We really have underestimated him, though, haven't we? Oh, over yeah, the years, definitely. yeah, terrible. Oh, Nick, will you please turn that siren down? Ugh, ugh. So every time every time I mention Nigel Farage, a siren goes off. <laughs> it's the Farage siren. Let's talk uh. about something other than politics. Is that possible? What, How do you do that? Um, uh, what about... What's your favourite video game? My favourite video game is Pac-Man. No, it's not. It's Under the Root or something. Oh, Below the Root, yeah. Below but the that, Root. Yeah, but that was the, my favourite narrative video game. But uh, uh, actually, Pac-Man still hasn't been... You didn't like been the beaten. story in Pac-Man? Oh, no, I did like the story in Pac-Man. It's a very... It's a story as old as the species, as I've said. It's fight <laughs> or flight. That's the story. Yes. Welcome to life. Um, no, uh, the only thing that Pac-Man didn't have was uh, reproduction. Uh, Ms. Pac-Man? Yeah, but Ms. was never allowed to meet Pac, was he? She, it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what went on behind the scenes. How would they mate? Some presumably just sort of tessellate their open mouths. So maybe their mouths are dual-purpose cloacas. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that as well. Yes. It's what I've always thought. Whenever I look at Pac-Man, I always think dual-purpose cloaca. 
<laughs> well, there's the, um, the, the there's the subject title for your post. <laughs> Dual purpose cloaca. Beautiful. Cloacas are strange things. I don't 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 you think that rubbing generic areas next to one another are far less uh, convenient than properly tessellating organs? Well, there seem to be plenty of birds, so it's obviously working. And apparently dinosaurs as well. They not, they use not so many these days. No, but apparently they use the same methodology. It's weird to think. Uh, surely not for big ones like Tyrannosaurus Rex, or, or they, they couldn't rub their big cloacas together. Surely not. So, I don't know. Can you imagine the scenes? <laughs> All the other dinosaurs going, "Oh, good grief! Look yeah. away!" Ugh, no I suppose it, lesbians manage it with scissoring. So, yeah, I don't think. I, I have always together, and that's how yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wondered about that though, because have you? oh dear, well, I believe if you type into Google, I know, <laughs> no, you'll find out. No, no, I know, I know, but I, and I'm sure that, yeah, that, of course, there's plenty of porn and so on, and I'm sure that every lesbian tries it, but surely at some point, just, oh for goodness' sake, this isn't, this is just too, more trouble than it's worth. I don't know. Think about it. I mean, really having to to to, to get. To, to get things just right and the, the chafing and no, no, no. no. I, I think that people will revert to using manual implements or toys quite soon after after attempting it, surely. But this is the important thing. You'd have a go. Yeah, of course you would. I'm not saying you wouldn't. And maybe for yeah. every for special occasions, you would resume. But can you imagine, especially as they get older and slightly arthritic and so on, having to... No, that's... <laughs> that's for young, fit, more, the more fit end of the yes. spectrum. Yes. Yes, exactly. But otherwise... Oh, uh, hmm. It's a good job I don't have a vagina, Nick. Is it? I really think it is. I think I would be spend about 50 to 80% of my life in casualty having things removed from it. Yeah, that's always something that I... Why, why, why doesn't that happen more often? I think less of women for not making more exactly. of the opportunity. <laughs> exactly, that's my point. But then I suppose they, uh, a woman would say to you, well, uh, why don't you keep shoving stuff in your ear then, John? Because I don't have uh, sexually stimulating areas inside my ears. Don't you? No, my ears are very broken, very faulty. <laughs> so you don't have you, you don't have the special the special ear G spot. I don't. And then you Although, could equally argue, ask why I don't stick stuff up my bum because there's a, there's apparently some well, nice some people, sweet spots up there. But I don't. Some, I've had some to people have, do. Like, I know, and I'm saying, well, why I don't? I know many mm. people do, but I mm. don't because I find it very uncomfortable. I don't like it when I've had like a doctor put a finger up my bottom hole. That make, it just it feels like I need if if it feels like needing a poo in the really yeah. dark existential way. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I don't once like had, it. I once had a colonoscopy, and believe me. Uh, oh. The most awful thing was when it goes round the corners. <laughs> Not the initial insertion is just unpleasant, but then it goes yeah. round the corners, and that feels like you've you've been kicked in the stomach and the balls at the same time, very hard. But it's a continuing slow motion kick. Oh. It's not a sharp. So it's that sharpness, and now turn that sharp point into a line of equal intensity as the camera jabs you along your insides that are wobbling about. It's not 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 not, not as pleasant as you'd imagine. I'm going to argue. I'm going to put. I'm going to put. Draw a line in the sand here. I'm going to say if you gain sexual stimulation and pleasure from putting things up your bottom, that's wonderful. But don't go around the corners. That's where I'm drawing the line. I think. Yeah. I think if you go around the corners, you're only asking. You've gone too far if you go around the corners. Yes. Yeah, sort of weird pig-like corkscrew <laughs> thing going on there. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. 
But anyway, yes, but if I had a fufu, I don't know, I'd just try everything in the house. I mean, little girls tend to do that for a while. They often stick Lego up and so on, but uh, it stops after a while. So maybe actually it just ends up becoming annoying. Well, I think if you start off with things like Lego, then you're probably going to put yourself off. You want to avoid the sharp corners. What I'm saying is sex and sharp corners should never meet. No, I, I agree. That's my rule. I agree. Shall, shall we? Shall we? Inst- should that be one of the rules? Then <laughs> yes, I'll add it. I'll add it to the rules. <laughs> That's a good rule. And now, what's going to happen if we're going to have offended a community of, of sharp corner fetishists? Exactly, and we're be going livid. to we're going to be called yeah. Oh, think of the, the the letters and telegrams we're going to receive now from the cornerites, <laughs> saying that we've. Uh, we, we've made uh, essentialist statements about the uh, inherent disvalue of corners. Oh, no. I don't, look, if you want to get cut up by uh, orthogonal okay. bits, you're welcome to do so. Yes, uh, just whatever you do, seek the permission of the bill pair before you cut yourself <laughs> up with orthogonal bits. And remember that even if you cut your orthogonal, if you use the orthogonal bit to cut, cut yourself up, after the period has ended, you might still be charged. This is true. We should be in charge of what sex is allowed and what sex isn't allowed. Well, we are. Sh- right angles, sharp corners, no. not allowed. No. Any non-Euclidean geometry, fine, within reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what about quantum tunnelling? I was I was just about to raise the issues of, of, um, of quantum sex. Um... Well, I'm undecided. Yeah, I mean, as long quantum, as you keep your eyes quantum, closed. Little quantum joke for you there, Nick. Yes, yes, I, 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 I got that. Did you get it? Because it, it would, said, it, it, it would have been better if you'd have said, "I'm uncertain." Would it? Uh, I think a bit because not the, the undecided principle. Talking of on the nose, yesterday. Yes. Uh, talking of inappropriate sex. Yesterday, I was at the Kenchum Music Festival. I'm sorry. Like you can only imagine, mm-hmm. um, and. <clears throat> There were th- three tents of different musics going on. And mm-hmm. one of the tents was the local community performancey place. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the others, which were just performances from people who live in Bristol. Mm, um, well, but this was things luck. like dance groups and, and uh, academies and school things. And it was, it was kind of sweet. Um, anyway, this dance group was on, the little kids, and they were very sweet, prancing around, having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two teenage girls came on. To mm-hmm. do a dance that they'd worked out, and it was very much of the level of um, some, you know, the the, the dance that kid, teenage girls work out in the playground mm-hmm. over lunchtime. Um, and they came on, but both of them were wearing very loose fitting tops, and then they started bending over backwards mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. while the Pet Shop Boys' "It's a Sin" was playing. Oh, very good. And I decided that was too on the nose. <laughs> Left. Oh, it's a good song. It was just a little, it was a little, un- I was surprised that the darts instructor didn't say, ladies, <laughs> maybe we would choose a different song or a different pose or a different top. we we'll change one of the elements. It's a good song. It's a fine song. Yeah, I mean, um, Victoria's sister, Alice, her favourite band is the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, that's a little un- unambitious. Well, don't start start on her now. We'll get rid of the, one of the last remaining listener. <laughs> She'll have yeah. to go west. Well, you can't go much west. Isn't that the, still the name of your, your local regional uh, news programme? I think it's called Points West. Points West. Uh, what's your favourite Pet Shop Boys song? 
Um, uh, it probably is Go West, just because that was the one at the time I really liked. I think. But Go West isn't no, but Go West is is actually um, uh, the 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 village people. It's a cover, isn't it? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I go think it's a yeah. No, is the village people for goodness sake? Go where? Yes, I know they did a cover of it, but Go West is a village people cover. Well, now let me, I have to let, find out. Let me confirm this. Go West song, yes, is a song by the American disco group Village People. 1933 synth pop duo Pet Shop Boys covered. Oh it. man, I didn't know that. You've not heard the original. The original is no. much more fruity. <laughs> but it was. Hmm. The other thing that happened in that tent yesterday. Yes. There was a man who was comparing it was wearing a, a suit of uh, trousers and jacket that were red with colourful stars all over them. Mm-hmm. And I believe he fancied himself some manner of comedian. A Timmy Mallet sort. I walked in and he said, the thing I've noticed about women is, and I, <laughs> I, I turned around and walked off. That was yeah. enough. Uh, you might have been being very unfair. It might I know have been I wasn't a unfair. Brilliant subterfugal joke. See, I knew you'd say that. And my mm. retort, my, my plans, my retort, which is, funnily <laughs> enough, turning around and walking away didn't mean I instantly stopped hearing what he was saying. And he went on to talk about how they get presents and they pretend they like them and then they put them in a special box. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's told M. Yeah, yeah, women. You won't be doing that again in a hurry. No. Wow, that's drained. That's drained me a bit. (laughs) I need a sharp edge somewhere. You do. You need a sharp edge around a right-angled corner. Oh. Oh, Shudder. Uh, (laughs) Did you not... Maybe you should have stayed to hear the next joke just in case. I just, I really just thought, no, I, I, I've got better, li- better lives to live than this. Were the Keynesian folk giggling? <laughs> I didn't notice. It was, um, it was, I didn't notice anyone laugh at this, but I, I then went and got some, some Thai food. It was very nice. Could you tell a joke about women that works? How many women does it take to wallpaper a bedroom? How many women does it take to wallpaper a bedroom? Depends how thinly you slice them. Okay, that's quite good. But it's a good joke, and I like that joke because you can take women out and put anything in. You can insult anyone yeah. with that joke. How no, but many, how many disabled yeah. uh, Chinese people does it? Yes, it, exactly. Yes, yeah. you can you can hurt or insult the feelings unnecessarily of anyone with that joke. Oh, it's very. How many Tom Watsons? Yeah, well, he loves fun. video games. You know, John. Does he? Yes. He doesn't love fireworks. Oh no. Uh, what? You, you've noticed the evolution of deputy leader Tom Watson over time. When did he first enter your radar screen? In your radar? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Back in... Uh, uh, I don't know. Mid-2000s, probably. And what was he then? He was just this local MP. He used to stand up and say things in Parliament that sounded like he was conscious of the universe. Uh, yeah. in, in the, he, was, he was aware of the present day. That was his gimmick. Yeah, and then he did. Then his next shtick was being the anti-Murdoch. Yes, all good that that did anybody. And then he just now became... he's the man to unify the Labour Party. Apparently, hmm, hmm, extraordinary. But he loves his video gaming. He's pretty. He doesn't seem particularly harmful. He just doesn't seem particularly no. useful either. No, no. 
It, has he ever actually... You can't uh, be back on politics again. No, I'm talking about video games. Has he ever actually <laughs> professed a specific video game that he likes in a way that doesn't sound tokenistic or pathetic? Oh, yeah. Actually... No, don't, no, he has. That's that, that, To give him credit, he has done that, yes. Promise? He actually seems to enjoy them. Yes, promise. Okay, I'll allow it then. I heard somebody um, the other day claim that they had been a video game reviewer in their early lives. And it was extraordinary. It wasn't... Uh, I know Martin Amis wrote a book about how to win certain video games and he won't talk about it anymore. Um, mm. But there was somebody else. Uh, what? What are you talking about? You used to review video games. Who was it? I heard somebody discussing something on a podcast. It was totally ridiculous. Like, if, if, if it had been Will Self, I wouldn't right. have been as surprised. It's that kind of thing. I must try and remember well there's a couple of famous-ish people the guy who's writing the next star wars movie uh, who also wrote book of eli he used to edit pc gamer Mm -hmm. and of course charlie brooker was yeah no but uh, no but he's expected yeah no but it was somebody else who was just what what do you mean you used to write video game reviews what are you talking oh i think i remember who it was now i think i remember who it was it was um judge john what's his name hodgman Really? Yes. John Hodgman said, oh, yeah, I used to be a video game reviewer. Gosh. I thought, what? What are you talking about? He's a dorky guy. Yes, but not, not, from, that, not, not from that chapter of, of the dork cathedral. <laughs> well, let's see. He was, uh, he was a human being. He attended mm-hmm. some schools. Mm-hmm. Um... During his last year of high school, he hosted the weekly Radio Consuelo show on freeform station WMFO in Medford. Mm-hmm. Graduated Yale with a degree in literature. Mm-hmm. Before gaining fame as a fighter, he worked as a literary agent at the Writers' House in New York City, where he represented Dan Strauss, Darren Strauss, Deborah Diggs, and actor Bruce Campbell, among other things. Mm-hmm. He used his experience as an agent, la da da. Uh, then he seemed to go straight on the Daily Show. There's no mention of games journalism. Right. No, he mentioned it on his. Uh, he did mention it. He was he on a podcast. Has he has he got himself a microphone yet? Or is he still screaming into a bucket? Um, on a bucket on the Judge John Hodgman uh, podcast. I can't listen to it because I, I don't care about sound quality. But oh my goodness, you can barely understand what he's saying. Certainly, the early episodes. Yeah, but uh, it's a little better now. But often you still have the um, other the, the litigants are brought in and they. You can't hear what they're saying because they've got some terrible Skype or whatever. They haven't learned how to do it like we have. Apparently, we need to give... Maybe we can sell some advice to um, Maximum Fun. Yes. Nigel mm. Farage says he's standing down as a leader of law. Nigel Farage says he's done my bit following the UK's referendum vote to leave the EU. He says the party was in a, quote, pretty good place, end quote, and said he would not change his mind about quitting as he did after the 2015 general election. Mm-hmm. Leading UKIP was tough at times, but all worth it, said Mr Farage, who was also an MEP. He added that the UK needed a Brexit Prime Minister. Mr Farage said the party would campaign against backsliding on the EU's exit from the EU, saying he planned to see out his term in the European Parliament, I bet he is, um, 300 quid a day, uh, describing his party as the turkeys that voted for Christmas. That doesn't work. No. That doesn't work. No, that, that, that doesn't work, that image. You, you, because mm, I know what he's trying to say there, but that's the wrong image. 
He said he would not be backing a candidate to replace him, saying, may the best man or woman, w- woman win. Mr Farage says he would, quote, bury the hatchet with anybody, end quote, including UKIP's sole MP Dunk- Douglas Carswell, who tweeted an emoji picture of a smiley face as the leader's resignation was announced. Yeah. So what do you mean from that? Is he going to... Uh, is he Maybe going he's just to going do... back to manage hedges. Yeah. Imagine this whole thing, the whole of Farage's career, was in order to manipulate the UK economy such that he'd make... <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got it just where I need to be and I've made that bet and that bet there and I'm about to cash in. Bye, suckers. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be so delighted if that turned out to be true. That would be wonderful. Laura listened to Dead Ringers uh, last week. Oh. I know, that's what I said. She said, um, she said the woman one was okay. Really? She's usually pretty bad. But she said, oh my, she said, oh my goodness, the Nigel Farage impression was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Hello, my name's Nigel Farage. That's very good. Better than probably they did. I was trying to do it particularly badly the way they would do it, but I still couldn't yeah. do it badly enough. So... Um, is it I, still John Coleshaw, etc.? I assume so. I'm going to say my John Coleshaw joke again because it's one of the best things I ever said. Go on. John Coleshaw sounds like impressions do it. <sighs> Shut up, John, you idiot. I hate you. you. I hate you so much. Kill yourself. Yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Tell me your John Coleshaw. John Coleshaw. Coleshaw. <laughs> John Coleshaw. <laughs> sounds like celebrities doing their impression of John Coleshaw. There you go. That is very true. And the one... I, I, we we knew he was bad when he became the only impressionist in the known universe not to be able to do an impression of Jimmy Savile. Yes, indeed, he can't do an impression of anyone though. This is consistent. Yeah, that's not fair. He could do Tom Baker. He could do a very good Tom Baker. Yeah, because his voice happened to be sufficiently yes. like Tom Baker's. <laughs> oh my goodness! And. Were the were the jokes any good? Did, did Laura say? I doubt it. I doubt it very much. It's such a tediously carefully balanced program, as well, isn't it? As everything in the bloody BBC. Here's has the thing been. that wasn't balanced. Just since you asked. Okay, go on. So after the both, I mean, we've been everyone's been railing against this for years. This nonsense where an unequal. Oh yes. Soft topic is pre- reported as equal by the BBC. The yes. Tesla accident, the fatal Tesla crash. Yes. How come every single report didn't end with their saying, by the way, 873,000 people died in regular car crashes yesterday? Well, exactly. And and also, by the way, he was watching a DVD of Harry Potter at the time. He certainly didn't have his hands on the wheel. Dr- the ma- a man drove into a lorry is the new yeah. story. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. But it just seems so bizarre that the, the, the hideously carefully balanced BBC was doing its best to say every report in fact ended saying this could spell dark times for the driverless car. Or we could say how many regular car crashes there'd been on the same day. And and it's not a driverless car. It's, it's, it's assisted or it's assisted um, autopilot with, with very specific restrictions, you know? Yes. And which they say, do not take your hands off the wheel. Do not rely on it. Yes, exactly. And, and look, people will begin to rely on it more. And there may be an occasional accidents from over relying on it. It's there. There will still be hundreds of thousands fewer. Yep. So you know, it's just classic utility. Well, there probably won't be because we're all too stupid to allow te- improving technology to enter our lives. <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm. Will this be a setback for blah 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 blah? Yes, it will because you because you're because you've asked for it. Sure. To be. 
Good old, tired, drunk, angry drivers with faulty eyesight and distractions. That's what we want on our roads, directing a 70 to 80 mile an hour projectile. (laughs) That's right. That's what I like best. Uh, Audi. BMW. I had an Audi the other day um, doing the usual flash, 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 flash. And I knew where the road was going. So I quickly... Let uh, I, I quickly changed lane so that Audi could zoom ahead straight into the police camera, which flashed him. Hey, good work! It's always it's always great when that happens. I I, <laughs> I made sure I made sure to release the demon just at the right moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nicely timed. So I felt I felt good. You did a good thing. I did I did a very good thing. Uh, it's not going to be President Trump, by the way. So everybody, stop being hysterical. Yeah, well, he said that about Brexit. I said they were. I, I put my money, what, what, on however I vacillated. On this yeah, podcast, because you did not. No, because uh, uh, frankly, I thought, well, come on, surely with <laughs> with, with Joe with, with with Joe Cox's murder and so on, people will take that final breath. But I uh, I overestimated your countrymen. But when I put my money where my mouth was, where I actually literally put my money where my mouth was by by saying I will eat some money of yours to yes. my brother, I said out and okay, and, I, and i gave him increasing opportunities to double down so you know they're gonna have a starter as well i'm gonna have a cocktail <laughs> no it all happened and i then, and then, bet you seven pound fifty that trump okay. becomes president okay i'll take you on that bet good seven pound fifty seven pounds and fifty pence mm-hmm you think, okay, he's not going to become president so i am prepared to take that do you want to give just give me that money now might as well I'm going to look forward to you having to write me that check. Which also means you're looking forward to there being President Trump. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) Say, never mind. None of it's real. It's just a TV show we're watching. It's just much better telly this way. Yeah. You said it is like we're living in a desperate uh, end of season uh, Mm -hmm. finale. Talking about, we need to go, but everyone should watch uh, an Australian program called Clever Man. It's very good. why? What is it? Who? When? When? How? Who, six. Who? It's on Sundance. Uh, six months ago. Uh, I don't know a, what a Sundance is. It's a TV channel and a festival. Um, <laughs> a, a six months ago, it was revealed that amongst Australian citizens had been living a non-human species known as the Hairies. Um, very hairy people with extra strength and extra, and they've been living amongst for sixty to eighty thousand years, and it all ties in with um, Aboriginal creation myths and the dreaming. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just an extremely clever and well-produced work of satire against Australian racism. Is it compelling or is it a little heavy-handed? No, it's Talking not about heavy- on the nose, you know. It's not heavy-handed, that's what I like about it. And it's complex in terms of um, the Harrys do seem problematic at some points and other points seem unfairly victimised. Mm. Um, it's it's not as clear cut as as some as perhaps it could have been, and then there's also this stuff going on with the clever man, um, who is a person who seems to have sorts of, all sorts of interesting powers, and it's good. Okay, so where can people watch it? They can watch it, but you have to f- charter a private jet to Australia to watch it. Okay, fair enough, we'll do that. And can you tell me who from Neighbours is in it? No one from Neighbours is in it, but the uh, beardy bloke who fancies Khaleesi is in it. Oh, okay. Um, with exactly the same voice, weirdly. Yeah. Okay. Sir Frenzo. If you want. Yes, yeah, so that's good. That's a good joke. 
It was actually Victoria, so I shall... Uh, and which she stole from somewhere else. You know what these people are like. I know. Ugh, shixers. <sighs> okay, shall we say goodbye to the lady? Yes, I love you, lady listener. So do I. Sorry that John was so rude about your parts. Ugh, yuck. Bye. Bye. <laughs>